Well, this morning we continue on our series, God in our everyday, and we're asking three questions. Firstly, how can we increasingly invite God into our everyday lives? Uh, and what practices might be helpful that we can borrow from those who have gone before us, uh, generations who have walked with the Lord uh, before us? Uh, and what practices can we build into our faith in order to sustain our faith and our spirituality at this difficult time? Secondly, we're going to be thinking about what it means to invite God into our everyday lives and the everyday context in which we find ourselves, whether at home or at work or at university or other spheres of society that we engage in. What difference uh, walking with God makes there? And thirdly, we're going to think about issues facing the church and facing the world and asking the question, what difference does it make bringing God into those everyday issues which are before us? And last week, we began by thinking about the writings of Brother Lawrence and thinking about what it means to practice the presence of God as a means of sustaining our spirituality. And this week, our focus turns to another spiritual practice which can help us as we think about how to helpfully engage with God's word and open it up. You know, many of us as Christians desire to spend time in God's word. We've grown up learning the importance of spending time personally reading God's word. But there are times when that spiritual practice becomes a struggle for all of us. Times when it just becomes stale. We know that thy word is a lamp unto thy feet. We know that the word of God is living and active. We know that all scripture is God breathed and man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And we can declare with Psalm 119 that we will put our hope in thy word. But when we come to the word of God, for some of us, there can be a disconnect between these great truths that we proclaim and the reality of our experience of just reading God's word, spending time with God in his word, engaging with him, connecting with him, seeking to hear God speak to us through it. And so this morning what I want to do is just to introduce you to one way of engaging with Scripture, not the only way. As Christians, we should be students of the Word. Uh, we should study this book uh, for truth and to find God in it. We should meditate on it day and night. And there are many helpful ways of doing that. What I want to share with you this morning is just a slightly more contemplative approach to God's Word uh, called Lexio Divina and it is a practice that many have found helpful who have gone before us. Before I share uh, with you about it, uh, I just want to say that helpfully many of you have been introduced to more inductive approaches to coming to study God's Word. Whereas we come to read God's Word, we take into account the context of the verses we are reading uh, we're thinking about the historical context to help us interpret it. Uh, we're cross-referencing the verses we're reading with other portions of Scripture and considering what we're reading in light of wider biblical themes and teachings. 
uh, and we're wrestling with scripture in such a way that we can interpret it well and apply it helpfully to our lives and this is good I don't want to just commend that to you it's essential essential for growing in your maturity as a Christian and there are 1001 good resources out there that can help you with inductive Bible study many of you have helpfully picked up over the years things like precepts and others uh, which you've been trained in and that has helped you to grow in your faith and your understanding of the word and so we want to grow in our skills around inductive Bible study and doing so will help you when you come to engage with these different spiritual practices like Lexio Divina which I'm going to introduce you to now simply Lexio Divina means divine reading and it's a more contemplative way of coming to the word of God which some of you might find helpful this morning not as a replacement for inductive Bible study but as something that can helpfully sit alongside it as a means of hearing from God and hearing the word afresh and experiencing and responding to God in his word. And the primary focus of this practice is not about being informed by God's word per se. There are times for that and growing in our knowledge. But the focus here is on being formed by God's word. Dwelling in the word. Abiding in the word. Being formed in our thoughts and our character as we are drawn closer to God through his word. And so our desire is to encounter God in the word. And of course that is our desire every time we come to scripture in whatever form it takes. But this spiritual practice, certainly for me, seems to help my soul breathe. Gives me space just to meditate on the word in a helpful way which allows me to come to God's word not primarily through the lens of studying it and learning something I spend a lot of time doing but more through a lens of prayer and contemplation and so the first thing you need to know is in order to get the most out of this you're going to need a quiet space and that's why I've changed location for this morning and just to help you visualize that I wonder where your quiet spot in the house is that spot where you go to relax to have a cup of coffee in the morning and just find that space for yourself where maybe you could spend time with God I would say you're going to need a minimum of 20 minutes a space and time free of interruption where you can just slow down and spend time with God in his word and what is really helpful uh, is one of these it's a paper Bible. Remember those. Uh, the only notifications you want coming through at this time is kind of a notification from God. Hearing God speak, a divine encounter with him. He is the only one who should be interrupting the silence with his voice speaking. So if possible, don't use your phone uh, with your social media and your work emails pinging away in the background and a temptation for your mind to wander and be distracted by other things. Get rid of your phone, 
grab a paper copy of the Bible and find a quiet spot and you're ready to begin. And there's four parts to this spiritual practice. Some people add in a fifth, uh, but I've resisted that this week. Uh, the four parts are read, meditate, pray and contemplate. Some people add in a fifth, which is act, but I'm resisting that this week because we are evangelicals. Uh, and the root of our expression of faith is often centred on action and doing things for God. And that is good and that is proper and that is right. But sometimes when we spend time with God, our minds jump to action. When actually God just wants us to slow down and enjoy spending time with him. Not rushing off to do something for him, but just being in his presence. And so this morning I'm going to adopt the more traditional pattern of four stages to this spiritual practice. And I'm going to talk you through them in a way that might be helpful for you in sustaining your spirituality and your faith at this time. So to begin with, you have found a quiet place. And we begin by just telling God any concerns that might be on our heart and mind for that day. Unburdening to him. Inviting the Holy Spirit to come and quieten our hearts and guide our reflection. And perhaps we might use a verse like Psalm 46 verse 10 and just say to God, help me to be still in these moments and to know that you are God. And then we just wait. And that is such an important part of preparing ourselves to come to the word and come to God. Actually, whatever spiritual practice you're using to read God's word, because the devil wants to quash our spirituality by burdening our minds with a to-do list of everything that we need to achieve. And he wants us to try and hurry and rush this time with God to intrude upon that time with God. We need to say no to that and so we pray and we hand things over to God and we ask that he would help us just to be still so that we might hear his voice speaking to us through his word as we read it. And we pick up God's word and we read but here is the next thing that we need to know this action of reading and this spiritual practice, we need to read slowly and intentionally and if possible, perhaps out loud. So something like this and the words are going to be on the screen. And I'm going to use Psalm 43 just as an example for us this morning. So I start reading slowly and thoughtfully out loud. Vindicate me. My God. Plead my cause against an ungodly nation. Rescue me from those deceitful and wicked men. You are God, my stronghold. Why have you rejected me? Why must I go about mourning oppressed by the enemy? Send forth your light and your truth. 
Let them guide me. Let them bring me to your holy mountain, to the place where you dwell. Then I will go to the altar of God, to God, my joy and delight. I will praise you with the harp, O God, my God. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Saviour and my God. Once I've read it, I'm going to pause. I'm going to look at the words and then I'm going to read it again. Perhaps two or three more times slowly. Helping me to absorb God's word, to take note of what is really on the page. Then that's going to lead me to the second stage, which is meditation. And I'm going to meditate here on God's word. And in this instance, I'm not asking myself all the usual inductive questions like who's the author, what's the context and background, when did this happen, etc, etc. Now, in this spiritual practice, I am asking myself the question simply, is there a word or phrase as I read this section of scripture that is jumping out at me, that is catching my attention? And so as I read this this morning, and there might be different verses or sections that jump out for you, and that's great because this is meant to be a personal time with God and there's no right or wrong answer. But the phrase that jumps out at me, the verse that jumps out at me actually, uh, is verse three, send forth your light and your truth, let them guide me. Let them bring me to your holy mountain, to the place where you dwell. As I read through the Psalm, that's the phrase that leapt off the page for me this morning. But equally, I might have pondered, why are you so downcast, my soul? Why so disturbed within me and wrestled with that? I thought about the, the thought of God's vindication or asking God to rescue me from a deceitful or wicked nation. Or thought about just that question in verse 2, why have you rejected me and meditated on that? wonderful thing about scripture is this that we can read the same passage over and over again and I could read this psalm for a hundred days and a different phrase or verse or thought would just jump out at me each time and you thought certain words or phrases can just strike us and you and that's the power of scripture that's why it's living and active so for me in this instance personally uh, I'm thinking about verse 3 and I'm going to start to meditate on it now to think about it deeply and so I start to meditate on that phrase just those words what does it mean for God to send forth his light and his truth what is his light and his truth I want to let them guide me. How will it guide me? Think about my life and I say, Lord, I need your guidance in my life, like a light that illuminates a path or your truth, which helps me to see clearly. 
Your light does shine in the darkness. Your truth does guide me. But where I've just noticed where the light and truth will guide me to. The prayer in this psalm is not just for general guidance, but it's that the Lord would send his light and his truth to guide me to you. To guide me to the Lord, to the holy mountain where he dwells. I start to think, Lord, that's what I desire. I desire to be where you are. When my soul is in despair and downcast and feels far from you, I desire that you would send your light and truth to lead me to you. Let's pause there for a moment. Can you start to see that practice of just dwelling and meditating on a verse and how it can be so profound? There is so much just in one verse that we could push into that could lead our thoughts in a hundred different directions towards God. And the more that I'm going to look at this verse and read it over and over again, slowly meditating on the verse and breaking down that verse into different words or phrases or thoughts, and it just helps me to turn my thoughts towards God and bring myself before him and to let that scripture just search my heart as to where I am that day and in truly meditating on the verse I can promise you that as you spend 20 minutes or so doing that at whatever point of the day you choose that what will happen is that for the rest of the day that there will be moments where you're drawn back to that verse Almost as if in the background throughout the day, your mind and your heart and soul are just going to that verse or phrase or word or thought that you've picked out from the section of scripture that you've read. And it's going to etch itself on your heart and mind. And that in itself will be helpful to you to help you to dwell in God's word, to continually just think about it. New thoughts might just pop into your mind. Um throughout the day and just help your heart to worship God and lead you to think about him uh, and it ties in with what we were thinking about last week and it's a means of just practicing the presence of God and so I've spent time in meditation and now as a response to that uh, we're just going to pray to God uh, and we're praying Lord lead me I'm praying, Lord, guide me. Lord, send me forth your light and your truth. Lead me to that mountain where you dwell. I want to be in your presence. And that prayer is just beginning to flow from me, from that meditation that I've done. And it's just connected to all that I've been thinking about. And some people find it helpful maybe just to take a notepad. They're going to take a pen and they're going to just start to write down you know, what was that thought or that verse that I just thought about? I'm going to think about some thoughts around that and then they're just going to spend some time writing a prayer in response to that. It's optional, but it can be a helpful way for some people to respond to God's word and record what he is saying. So we spend time in prayer as a response to what we've meditated on and read. And then the fourth section of the spiritual practice is just contemplation. Contemplation is important because when we have spent time reading the word and meditating on the word and praying to God, it brings us closer to God. And the idea here in this fourth stage is not about rushing off. 
but just abiding in God's presence at that time, spending time with him in silence, resting in God's love, contemplating who he is and his character and what he has done for you, and responding in love and declaring your love for him and gratitude to him, and just enjoying being in his presence for a few moments. Again, we spoke last week about the Westminster Confession of Faith that declares the chief aim of mankind is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. And this stage is all about glorifying God and enjoying God and enjoying being in his presence. And it should be something that glorifies God and that lifts your soul towards him. And I share these spiritual practices with you. And they are a spiritual practice. They are something that you need to grow in. So that you might delight in spending time with God. Delight in spending time in his word. Enjoy spending time with him. So there it is. Excel Divina. The spiritual practice that has existed for over 1700 years. That's been helpful to those who have gone before us. And the more that we practice it, the more familiar it will become to us. And I hope that it's an encouragement to you this holiday weekend. Something else for you to try and to equip yourself with as you seek to grow in your faith and your spiritual walk at this time. So I encourage you this week. Find your quiet spot and over your burdens to God. Invite him to help you to calm and to help you just to be still and to know that he is God. And then spend time not rushing and skimming through God's word, but read it. Read it slowly. Read it purposely. Think deeply about the words and phrases in the section you are reading and then go back and reread it slowly again out loud and slowly again out loud and slowly again out loud. You don't need to do it out loud if others are around. I encourage you that that's a helpful way of letting the word of God sink into you. And then meditate on it and just see what words or phrases or thoughts or verses are jumping out at you and then spend time just deeply thinking about that word, that thought, that phrase, that verse. And then as you do that and as the word of God leads your thoughts towards God, it will be a natural thing to pray into what you have been thinking about and just to pray in response to God. And then don't rush off. But spend time in contemplation, just thinking about God and enjoying being in his presence and abiding in his presence. And just that deep, purposeful, set aside time with God will help you. And maybe just for you, if your spiritual walk, if your time of reading God's word has become a bit stale or dry, well, perhaps this is a catalyst just to get you going again. And then as you spend time doing this, 
it will lead you into other helpful spiritual forms and practices of engaging with the word of God. So that's our thought for this morning. In a moment or two, we're going to gather together on Zoom. Uh, perhaps you've tried this and perhaps you're around to pop onto Zoom and just to encourage us that, you know, you've tried this and what have you found helpful? Share something of your experiences. Uh, maybe you've been practicing the presence of God for this week past and maybe you can share something about that. Just to encourage our hearts this morning. Uh, a freedom to learn from one another. Uh, we all have uh, things that we can share, not just me. And so we want to hear from one another. Uh, and then there's no formal agenda for this morning. After that, we're just going to chat, catch up with one another, um, spend some time in fellowship with one another. And that would be an encouragement for us this holiday weekend. So if you're not away, if you're around, if you're able to join us, uh, if you're not watching this on catch up, then please join us for Zoom. Uh, details will be on the screen during our final song. Um, but for all of us watching this morning, uh, we just want to pray and say, the Lord bless you this day. Uh, the Lord watch over you as you step into this new week. And as you seek to draw close to him, our prayer is that God would draw close to you and bless you this week. God bless.